Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 104, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. That figure over there is Mickey Mouse. That gentleman there is Jed Shepard. And I'm here with Daffy Duck, a.k.a. RJ the third Rob Jelly, the man himself, entering the ring. That's Donald Duck, isn't it? <laughs> it's, I guess so. Could be Daffy. <laughs> That's Daffy Duck. That's Daffy. He does the spitting everywhere, doesn't he? Won't no more spitting on this podcast, please, and thank you. It's a grown-up show. Um, how are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks. I've got spit all over my face, but... Sorry about that. Yeah, Would you like funny. a chamois leather? <laughs> no, thank you. It's the only cloth I carry with me at all times. Um, did you... Uh, Rob's here drinking a drink, which I can only kind of say has come from the 90s. Rob has gone back in time, yep. and he's drinking a nourishment. Now, nourishment, from what I remember... A, People who... I've only ever seen people drink nourishments at bus stops for some reason. <laughs> just like, you know, you see someone just drinking... What is that? Are they drinking beans? No, they're drinking a, a nourishment. It's the fact that it comes in a tin can. Where did you get a nourishment from in 2019? Well, in the same refrigerator that got your LucasAid from. From the 90s. Um, but let's be honest, I do like nourishments. <laughs> they are good. A slightly more grainy texture to like milkshakes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a drink. With the added chance of cutting your lip open on the... Uh, Tin can lip. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you're drinking metally semolina. Oh. Um, nothing better. <laughs> yeah. Nothing better on a bank holiday. But how have you been? Yeah, I'm good, thank you very much. Not too bad at all. A little yeah. sore from football. Oh, yeah, a little okay. bit achy, but uh, a good game nonetheless. The weekend just gone. We won again, so. Nice. Uh, Where are you in the league? Four at top. Top of that division. Never knew that. Four wins out of four. How many teams in the league? Uh, there were six teams, so we play... Eight teams in our regular season, and yeah. if you win, if you're top two by the end of it, you go into the playoffs. Oh, so, nice. uh, in the top, yeah, four out of four, four nice. wins out of four. So, we've now got four weeks break between now and this game we just played and the next game. So, and for those who want to follow uh, your American football exploits, how do they do that? Where do they go um, to see it? Uh, well, you can come to our home ground, which is in South Ockendon in Essex. Okay. Um, or just, if you, I mean, check out Twitter or Facebook, Essex Spartans. Yeah. And you'll get all the links and details from there. Nice. Um, I tweet about it quite often as well, so uh, you can always head to my Twitter page and have a look. Uh, my sports news, I have won the league with Liverpool nine years in a row on Football Manager. Oh, bravo. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like to like talk about it, but yeah, nine times in a row. Yeah. And um, are they going to win the, the, the trophy of... In real life. The trophy of um, this weekend. The spaghetti that they're playing <laughs> for this weekend coming. Well, by the time this goes out... Uh, the we'll, result would have been... Yeah, so, so Liverpool, well, I support Liverpool. Um, Do you want to record two versions just so we can, have, like, I, can <laughs> no. just, I can edit it out? I'm quite confident that Liverpool are going to beat Tottenham in the Champions League final on the 1st of June. So this will come out after the 1st of June. Hey, um, congratulations on winning the Champions thank League, Jed Shepherds. Thank you very much. Shepherds. I really appreciate it. Hey, um, look, it, I'm so sorry that they didn't win the Champions oh. League, Jed Shepherds. It's fine. Better luck next year. We'll be in the final again next year. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. There you go. Base is covered. So, yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> Please delete where applicable. Um, but yeah, no, I've been good. I've just been writing stuff and a million different projects. Now, um, can I address something quite important? Okay. Before we get into the episode of uh, the pilot podcast. Yeah. I've never seen that hat before. I, do you know what? I'm worried that this hat is like... Because, you know, I hate Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I'm worried this is an, an Ed Sheeran collaboration. Well, it's only got a plus and an equals on it. He hasn't done an album called Equals yet. Okay. 
I imagine right. that's his fifth album. Yeah. Because I think the first one was plus. Yeah. Second one was minus. Okay. Third one was divide. I believe. No, hang on. The mul- was it one called multiply? I, I think he's going through all the mathematical symbols. Is he? Which means we've got about another fifteen albums of Ed Sheeran to go. Because it's going to be squared. Yeah. Square root. Right. Um, pi. Yeah. You have to have an album called Pi, isn't it? Surely. Well, I want to buy all those domain names and not let them have um, Square.com. <laughs> iPod News, because you have an album called iPod <laughs> News. Uh, Trigonometry, there's that album coming out. That's going to be a remix album. <laughs> but <laughs> talking of this. This is setting all mathematical sim- uh, knowledge now. Oh, I can't think of any others. But, but talking of Ed Sheeran. Cubed? There's got to be one called Cubed. There's got to be one. Talking of Ed Sheeran, he did a collaboration with a, with a K pop band. And I just told you earlier on, yeah. I am trying to put together a girl band. Maybe there are people out there oh, yeah. who, um, who can sing and dance. I'm putting together a girl band. I would do a boy band, but like I feel like I'd have more success with a girl band. It's been done as well. Yeah. And um, no one's ever be, done the girl band thing before. Yeah, it's going to be based on um, on K-pop, Korean pop, because they are taking over the charts and uh, the world. Basically, I'm like, why can't you just have that format but with an English set of people? Um, so I'm going to try and do it. And maybe Emma will be. Well, Emma's going to be one of the people in the band. Uh, Emma has been, has been on the show before. Um, so yeah, if you're out there and you're a girl and you can sing and you can dance, um, then please get in touch. Details how you can get in touch with us a little bit later. All right, fair enough. I'm not sure what else I can pitch for, so um, <laughs> we'll just move on and do the two episodes we've come to do. Whoop. And uh, just in case this happens to be the first time you've listened to the pilot podcast, yeah. I'll pre-warn you now, every now and then we do a weird episode. Uh-oh. We did one a while ago. Well, and take this, 100 was a bit um, weird. Well, wow, Take 100 was amazing. Yeah, really But we've done, we've done some weird shows in the past, and it's caused migraines afterwards. Mm. So, um, just so you know, coming up soon, there is an episode that is quite weird. And when I say soon, I mean right now. <laughs> oh, God. I mean right now, because uh, we are tackling two of the weirdest shows. I like the weird ones. I'm not disagreeing with you, Jed Shepard. Weird ones are the best ones. The weird ones are always interesting to chat yeah. about. And so, as you initiated this last week at the end of the episode, as we always do, you can go first. Which of the two shows did you pick? I picked... No points for guessing if you don't know. (laughs) Uh, The show I picked this week is one of my favourite shows, um, probably ever, because it's weird, like me. It's Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Great job. Great theme song. Um, <laughs> it does what I suggest is the thing that all theme songs sh- theme song should do, which is to have the name of the s- of the TV show in it. Not only did that, it says it about a million times. Yep. Brilliant. No brilliant. confusion as to yeah. what you're watching here. See, last week if the blacklist was like the blacklist, the blacklist, the blacklist, the blacklist, the blacklist. What blacklist, a sort the of like um, sort of barbershop quartet yeah. style sort of like like Mr. Sandman. <laughs> I really, really hope you were expecting us to do that last little bit. Because if you weren't, you're in for a bit of a rocky ride. Tim Eric, awesome show. Great job. 
Um, yeah, the name is could be a little off-putting to people and confusing to people, but not if you actually watch the show. The show is confusing, disjointed, weird, surreal, cringe comedy, weird comedy, dream-like, and that's like the name of the show. Yeah, right. So we briefly spoke about it at the end of last week's episode because yeah. we like to throw ahead yeah. give you a chance to watch the shows ahead if you want to keep up with us um, and I compared it a little bit to Chris Jam's Morris uh, Chris Morris's Jam <laughs> well so. that's probably how like they would say it Chris Jam's Morris <laughs> Chris Jam's Morris right or, or Chris or Chris or, or Jam Morris's Chris oh, I love um, it. Chris Jam's Morris uh, so <laughs> this is how this weird episode is going to go I'm telling you it's going to get weirder from here um, and I stand by my statement earlier this, the, last week with it. Yeah. However, this is lighter and more fun. Than Jam. Than Chris Jam's Morris, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. was much darker. Much, yeah. much darker. And I, I I, feel this has got more accessibility points. Yeah. no, be- it, Because of that. It does. Because it's weird in a kind of way that isn't like uh, it doesn't alienate you it kind of includes you into it's like the silly. weirdness silly that's it, it it allows you to be silly without judging you it's like if you if you if you put a hundred clowns in a room with a typewriter this is what they come up with yeah um, but just to kind of give you an overview of what Tim and Eric's awesome show is so it's Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim who are two comedians basically who do their own stand up and Eric Wareheim like directs videos and things most of these episodes are directed by Doug Lucenhop, which is who's a great editor, director, he does music videos as well. Bunch of weird people together, bunch of weird writers, uh, produced by Bob Odenkirk, who's yep. Saul from Better Call Saul, who's actually in this episode yeah, as well. Yeah, he's the bowel salesman. We'll come on to bowel. Um, but yeah, so get this group of weird people together, and they've made a sketch comedy show, which is unlike anything you've seen before. Nothing needs to make sense. No. Nothing needs to be funny even. It's almost like anti-comedy. It doesn't necessarily need to be funny. And that's what's so funny about it. Um, it is very surreal. And when I first discovered these guys many years ago, I was like, this is this is my sense of humour. Just weird, smashing things together, things ending when they should really explain what's going on. Universes colliding. Yeah, it's just bizarre. And it's, it's kind of edited in a kind of VHS-y kind of way. Nothing is high. It looks like it was made for 50p. Um... And, and it's, that's what I love about it. And this was first broadcast on Fe- February 11th, 2007 on Adult Swim. And if you know anything about Adult Swim, they take chances with their comedy. They take chances with their TV shows. Uh, Tim Heidecker also has a show on, on Adult Swim now called um, On Cinema, At The Cinema, where he reviews films terribly. Um, I really recommend we, we do that at some point. It is hey, it, it's the worst it, film review show ever. <laughs> and it is brilliant. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he talks less about the films and more about... Um, these like pills he's taken and his son who died but he just, he just make he's invented this entire world anyway we'll come on to that at some point um, so it's really hard to discuss a show that's so surreal like this but I'm going to give you some of the kind of sketches that were in this particular episode and we can maybe discuss what, what it made you feel of so it first starts off with a weird foreign kind of narration over a series of weird images and then it comes up saying Ain Liber Spa, how to make love without touching. And then it just, that's the first thing you see, and you're like, what, what? Yeah, I, I really didn't understand if that was part of the show. I didn't on... understand what that was. It wasn't funny. That, no. At all. No. It was just a series, and I was just like, but, but the fact it wasn't funny, and they've led their entire show with this really weird thing that kind of puts you, a sense of unease. Like, 
yeah. and then credits something very weird then the about intro that. comes in you're like what is going on um so that's the so that's the kind of intro to it then it takes you to at that moment at that point right yeah. so we're barely I, a, just imagine, I was thinking what's rob gonna think barely a minute in i don't even think the minute had come up on the clock on this right i wrote down this is going to be mental <laughs> top line i wrote my notebook look there you go this is going to yeah. be mental so i just at this point just put my pen down and thought i'm just gonna watch this and then i'll go back and write some notes I mean, and you were right, it was mental. So can I just give you the bullet point yeah, yeah, structure of the whole episode? Please do. So, yep. And this hopefully will give you an idea as how mad this episode is, yep, or yep. show in general. So the first thing I wrote down after that was Gift Basket. Then that- Happy Sack Extreme. Oh, I love that. Then The Only Married News Team, in brackets Channel 5. Brilliant. Uh, then I wrote down a combination of Dr. Steve Brule and Brule's Rules. Yep. Then Bowel, Bat Owl. Yep. Pest Control. Yep. Loving dad, not his dad. Yeah, that was all I wrote down yeah. for the whole episode. So this episode was called Dads. They Tim and Eric they have a theme throughout everything. Each they do. episode has a theme. Yeah, yeah, and because they've been asked about dads before, dads in general are funny. Just out of context, dads are yeah. just funny. The fact dads, um, and they, so they always have dads in their things. And they do songs about dads, and it's just a weird thing to to like kind of obsess over. Um, but the hacky sack extreme, um, is, I love that. Yeah, it's just. Tim and Eric doing hacky sack against each other to see who can like drop the ball and they but, play these weird characters. crap CGI hacky sack. Not real. Yeah. They're just on the beach kicking nothing Yeah, and then they superimpose the crap hacky sack onto yeah. the screen. And they do things where they... It's like the like, Mortal Kombat version exactly. of, with happy sack. Points appear on the screen. They kind of like wiggle their fingers and, and, the, and the hacky sack floats in the air. They go up into space and do hacky sack there. They, um, uh, Tim at one point, he kind of like plays a flute and the hacky sack comes up like a snake yeah. with a tongue thousand points yeah it's really weird it's really really bizarre and um, there, there's also like a one scene where um, there's a, Dr. Steve Brawl yep. who's played by John C. Riley, the famous actor who's, yeah. who wins where war is left right and centre he's in loads of their episodes by the way and Dr. Steve Brawl actually spun off into its own show called, <laughs> called um, of course it did called um, oh it'll come to me oh, why I can't, but anyway it's just him being Dr. Steve Brawl going around like Borat interacting with right. things it is absolutely brilliant because it's John C. Riley. he's yeah. a great actor um, and he just talks about vegetables in this episode um, well, once he's got the vegetables yeah. on the shot but it's bowel is the thing that probably from this episode that I kind of take away because they do they have a fake channel called Cinco yeah. that runs through every single episode where they have adverts um, presented by Channel Cinco or Cinco Limited or various different variations on Cinco and Cinco create weird products and in this one it's um, an owl a new toy yeah a new toy for children a bat and an owl together Bowl. bowl and uh he's just got these two girls playing with 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 bowel and it's just ridiculous and then, now there's bowel for boys and you've got this little kid with a bowel just standing there looking really uncomfortable um it doesn't make any sense whatever no because the end of the sketch is um now available now, now uh fit in bins yeah. and then a guy just drops one in a park bin and then it zooms in on the eye yeah very slowly over about 20 seconds which yeah. doesn't seem like a long time but when you've got a one image on screen, yeah. zooming in, closer yeah. and closer and closer and closer and closer onto the eye of a bowel in a bin. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing. And also, the, the other weird thing that it has... 
there's a little baby with a moustache that keeps screaming oh. throughout the entire episode. Yeah, what's all that about? He's called Chippy. And um, How do you know that? That's not in the pilot episode. It's not in the pilot episode, but in later episodes. He's in like every episode. And it's often accompanied by a, a narration scene. Where's my, where's my chippy? Where's my chippy? And like it'll be an image, and it'll zoom in and zoom in and zoom in, and then it'll, that baby will appear just screaming, "There's my chippy!" It'll be just be like that. Um, it's just you've also got so Casey and his brother, um, who are doing a song called "Time Travel on Stage." Casey's face is painted, is cut, is like a red raw, and he's sweating, and he's singing a, a song about time travel. And his brother. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And his his brother called uh, his, his brother played by Eric Wareheim. He's just dancing weirdly on stage. He's got rocket for legs. Yeah, yeah. And it's but kind of based on weird cable channels on yeah. like um, community channels in America. Um, and then you've got a bit where there's a, a pest control company getting prank called by Tim, and. Um, yeah, it's I, got, just really I, bought, I bought some bees last week. I bought a thousand bees. Yeah. Um, I, I just quite like the bees, um, but it's my son's birthday next week. I want to get revenge I, on him. I want to write happy birthday. Um, you are a disappointment on the wall in honey. Um, but apparently, some of the kids that are coming are allergic to bees. So, um, but I want him to know he's a disappointment, and uh, <laughs> it's just such a weird phone call. I, I, yeah. I don't know how much of it was just them or how much of it was them interacting with the real world and just capturing it and repackaging. So like that phone call, did yeah. they phone a real pest control company? I think company? that's real. There's, they don't do it that often in, in this, in like this five seasons of Tim and Eric Olsen show, great job. But they often do have things where they speak to the real world. One thing that wasn't in this episode that is in a lot of their other episodes is they find the weirdest actors to be in their things. In, in Tim and Eric, they have this recurring character who's a real, real person called David Lieberhart. He is a guy who has his own uh, religious cable show in America where he teaches religion with puppets and he sings songs. Of he does. And he gets, he, he gets them... They get him on some of their episodes, right? But he not only does that, they get him to act in some of their episodes. And obviously, he's not an actor. But... They just like weird people. Now, if you've ever listened to another podcast I do called, um, it was it's about the X Files. Um, every episode of that, I call up David Lieberhart from the Tim and Eric show <coughs> and talk about aliens because one of his things is he swears he's been abducted by aliens and keeps getting abducted by aliens. He's obviously bananas. So I call him and I'm like, right, I've just watched an episode of, of X Files. This is what happens. Tell me in your words what's actually happened because you know you've been abducted by aliens. Um, so yeah, you're an evil man, Judge Shepard. No, he's really, he's really cool. Like, and he's he's like, call me anytime. And like, yeah, I will. He, he's great. He's great, <laughs> David Lee Bart. Um Yeah, but so this show has got Bob Odenkirk in it as well as a Cinco spokesman uh, for for Bow. at the end of the of the Bow uh, yeah. segment, and John C. Riley, obviously. Um, Eric, um, Tim Heidecker himself was in Us recently. He was one of the the, the main people in Us, uh, the kind of the white friend. Yeah. And uh, uh, Eric Wareheim went on to to direct a bunch of like cool music videos. And this, this is a short show, but all right, it's so bizarre. It, yeah, there's no denying that. No denying that whatsoever. Okay. When did you first find this, and how? So this came out in 2007. I probably wasn't aware of it until. 
2010, maybe. Right. I like weird stuff. I go searching for weird stuff. This was never shown in the UK. Was this one of those like YouTube holes you went down and you sort of discovered that it by probably, chance? Yeah. I think I saw because they often have songs in their in their episodes. Yeah. So I think I found one of their songs first. There's a song they had called called Sports, which is them saying sports over and over again. <laughs> and I was like, who are these is. people? And then just went down a, a rabbit hole of watching everything they've ever done. Um, they actually had a, a kind of a web series before this called Tom Goes to the Mayor. Um, and yeah, I, and they have a film called Billion Dollar Movie, which is on, well, it used to be on Netflix, which is they get a billion dollars to take out to redo a mall and they just spend it all a billion dollars. Tim and Eric, it is the weirdest ever like film you'll ever watch. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I'm just really, they're one of my kind of inspirations, Tim and Eric, just because of how weird they are. So it makes me think, oh, okay, you're allowed to be weird, weird. and not explain yourself. Yeah. No, I must admit, I, I appreciate this kind of humour now. I, yeah. I, I've always been intrigued by weird humour anyway. I've always, yeah. I've always appreciated the off-the-wall weirdness and sketches. I, like, I love a good sketch. That this, I've, it's only in the last five to six years I've realised how much I love good sketches. Yeah. Um, and even the ones that don't make a lot of sense. As long as they make you smile or confused or something. as long as they make you feel or think something then they've done their job yeah um, it's something you haven't seen before as well yeah and exactly if it's something you definitely haven't seen before then you're watching something original that's a rarity in this day and age anyway yeah um so i really really liked this um i mean i shouldn't like something this stupid but <laughs> i think it says more about me maybe than the show itself but it is fantastic and I mean, the fact that they only they made a special episode of their 10th anniversary in 2017 makes me think that maybe, yeah. just maybe, they would be interested in reviving it in another oh, eight years' time. I, I hope so. And, like, it's not only their special guests. In, throughout the show, they have a lot of celebrity fans. So Jeff Goldblum makes multiple appearances. Weird Al Yankovic, um, obviously David Lieberhart. Uh, Paul Rudd's in it a bunch. Uh, yeah, Fred Armisen, Patton Oswald, David Cross, Alicia Cuthbert. Love Oswald. Will Ferrell's in a bunch of it as well. Uh, Marilyn Manson, Ted Danson's in a bunch of episodes. Oh, I love Danny Ted Trejo. Honestly, and it get. I mean, they're finding their feet on this, in this first episode. Yeah. Um, but they they kind of finally get a structure, and one of their the new projects that they work on right now because I listen to various podcasts they do is that they're trying to make a real uh, Channel Five uh, synco. <laughs> with just running their stuff constantly um, and new shows that would fit into their world if they do that I'd never have to watch anything ever again um, no, I feel like there's a there's a, a market for making something for them oh oh yeah oh, damn right um, can, but yeah I can feel the inspiration <laughs> bubbling up inside that's the ridiculousness right. I mean it's um, a short show so there's not a lot to say about no, this first episode not really we've talked probably longer than the actual show last yeah. it's only about 12 minutes which is excellent because it means that you know, you can have a 12-minute silly break yeah, from reality, exactly. and that's a lovely thing to be able to have. You know, sometimes it's an hour's too long for a oh, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, whilst we've watched many a show that has done fantastically well to fill 50, 55 minutes and even an hour, um, why go on longer than you need to? Exactly. Um, plus, I think it's also give you a headache if it went on much more <laughs> than 15 minutes. All right, well, listen, that's just the first part of our weird episode for Take 104 this week. Um, if you've got... Uh, nothing else to say other than score. No, we'll do the scores a bit later. All right, that one. of course, as always, score at the end. So my turn now. Um, and well, as soon as you told me what Tim and Eric awesome show, great job was about. Yeah, I think I immediately knew what I wanted to do against it. Okay, and um, I'll find out if you've done both your bits of homework this week. Actually, after mm-hmm. I've introduced it, I think um, I have. 
This week, I would like us to review the pilot episode of Mighty Boosh. Come with us now on a journey through time and space. To the world of the Mighty Boosh. It's kind of hit me for six because I was like, this isn't. It was like the normal theme song, yeah. just different. All right, so we discussed this yeah. before uh, sitting down to record today, mm-hmm. in that we both actually went away and watched episode, episode one. one. Usually, that's all right. Yes. Yeah. And on Netflix, the entire Mighty Boosh catalog is there. Yeah. Then I got a text from Rob yeah. saying, um, "By the way, the, they did the pilot, a proper proper pilot episode." And yeah. I was like, and so this was what, like two hours before we recorded this. So, so this was Killer Roo was the episode we'd both watched, yeah. which is episode one of season Great one. Episode, yeah. uh, very very good. Uh, however, there was one a whole year prior to that, just yeah. called Pilot, yeah. which is the one we're going to talk about mainly. Um, but we'll also refer a little bit to episode e- one itself yeah. because unless you do a lot of digging. It's quite hard to find. I think most people will not know this pilot episode until... Or they will. They just won't know it as the pilot episode. Because before we start, the pilot episode was actually kind of remade as the Tundra episode at the end of the series. Um, Almost shot for shot in some cases. Yep. Um, But cool. Well, we can can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we'll talk about that one, the the Tundra episode, the pilot episode itself. Uh, because that is the very first one that they made and it was eventually aired so it wasn't like it was never seen yeah, it yeah, was just yeah. aired maybe with a different title sequence the the theme tune you've just heard um, is the theme tune from that pilot episode yeah. of the show they then did a sort of revamped version of it for when the show was released with Killer Roo yeah. the one with about the kangaroo fight if you've seen it you'll know what we're talking about Absolute if not, classic. If you're not yeah. you need to go and watch that that's brilliant um, but there's one thing that the two of them do so very very well and that is just create these incredible characters yeah. um, and stay in the character even from the introduction the sort of piece the camera bit well Nelfield basically plays himself doesn't he he does <laughs> but his name is, is Vince um, Vince Noir Vince Noir yeah um, uh, he's um, he's, a, he's a vagabond he's a, he's a cockney vagabond yeah, uh, yeah. you know a ragamuffin from the streets from the streets um, <laughs> well actually he's a bit of a French duke uh, but nonetheless it's, it's neither there, here nor there and together the two of them and I can even remember the, guy, the guy's name and I didn't write it down well Howard Moon Howard is the, Moon yeah. um, but the real his actual name I can never remember is Neil no, is it not uh, Neil? Uh, oh, uh, flipping it, brain. Why have you done this to me? I don't know. Um, uh, Julian Barrett. Julian Barrett. Sorry, Julian. I've just seen him in Killing Eve as well. So, oh, okay, maybe yeah. one to Played put on the sh- Julian. Yeah, maybe one to put oh, on the list at some show. point. Yeah. Uh, so Julian and Noel just do this fantastic job. They've got a, an amazing rapport together. They clearly get each yeah. other because they were they were a duo, a comedy duo that did comedy uh, stand up comedy for years and years and years and yeah. years. Did them? Did this show at Edinburgh? Did Mighty Boosh at Edinburgh? A bunch of times, Amazing. toured it. So before it was even a TV show, it was almost fully formed. It came fully formed. So to make a pilot episode was obvious. There were always yeah. some of the, the best comedians out there, the most popular comedians. They do this piece of camera right at the start of all the episodes where they come out as Howard and as Vince. And they kind of explain roughly what the episode's about, which... Is a, very, a bit of an unorthodox thing to do, really, when you've got a sketch show. is kind of almost introduce what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, and I like the, it, though. I like it as well. In the pilot episode, it's a little bit more 
budget shot. Uh, yeah. It feels a bit more budget than the first episode as such. Yeah. Um, the episode Killer Roo. Um, I'll make sure we try and differentiate the two. And so you, you kind of feel like this is very much feels like a pilot episode. But then you start mm. watching it. And like you say, I I felt like I knew it because I did. And I'd seen the Tundra episode yeah. before. And I was a bit, I was watching going, I recognize, I, 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 feel, I feel like I know this episode. Mm-hmm. And I know, I don't know why, because I've never seen the pilot episode to it. Yeah. I'd never seen episodes of it until obviously it became clear and we spoke about it being kind of redone and, and released as a latter episode in season one. Yeah. Um, but this whole explanation thing at the start is a very weird, different thing to do to kind of explain it. And they give you little things, I guess, to look out for. Like the very reference that Noel says, he goes, um, oh, oh run and, legs at and some hey, point. <laughs> later on, I've got the legs of a ram. And then Howe is like, no, you haven't. I've, 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 I've re- that. rewritten that in the script. Mate, that's the best bit. <laughs> um, so obviously, there's a reference there and you sort of, you're not consciously looking for it, but when he appears later in the episode with Ram's legs, yeah. <laughs> he's got to get the throwback and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah. good. <laughs> I should have seen it coming because you did tell me. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I think once you've watched an episode of Mighty Boosh mm-hmm. and you get given that preamble of stuff to look out for, yeah. you know full well that what they're doing is giving you little things to, to sort of spot, yeah. little Easter eggs to kind of find within the episode. I, I like it how they... Like a game. Yeah. It's like a game to play. Well, they've basically taken the sitcom format and just turned it on his head. The situation is they're zookeepers. They work in a zoo. Yep. And they go on an adventure. Yeah. Um, if that was any other TV show, it would be like a little bit more real to life. And uh, but here they are actually in the zoo as the uh, in ape costumes. Yep. Um, cleaning up, being the dogs' bodies, and then the guy who's the new guy, who's like the head of the zoo, goes off in adventures and re- regales the kind of zoo patrons with his stories about these adventures. So they're like, "Well, I want some of that." This shouldn't be a trick question, but do you know who plays Bainbridge? Of course. Okay, good. Of course, it's um, uh, Ayoade. Yeah, Richard Ayoade. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing uh, addition to this show and, and proof yeah. of the comedy calibre of both uh, Julian and Noel in that they had Richard Ayoade on board to do this as well. Um, do you know who plays Naboo? Yeah, it's um, uh, Noel Fielding's brother. It is, yeah, yeah. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can tell because he's not an actor. No, and absolutely. Nor is Noel Fielding, really. But <laughs> no, no, but the, I think there's there's an amazing... I, I've got one of uh, Noel's more recent stand-up live shows, yeah. which is very sketchy as well. Yeah, you made me watch some of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's different. That's oh, just part okay. of Noel's stand-up. Right. right. But Noel's live show, his most recent one, I think it has Michael, his brother in it, who oh, plays okay. Naboo in the show, yeah, yeah. Um, and a few other characters as well. And it's just incredible, mate. Honestly, it's yeah. the most amazing show okay. I've seen in a long time where can I find it it's on YouTube uh, it probably is I've got the DVD you can borrow it it's oh, not okay. a problem um, it, it's just I one of it. yeah you will um, <laughs> it, it's, it's it's genius I, I'm, yeah. I'm always impressed when I watch a sketch show when actors or writers commit to the role so very fully it's the only way to get across the, the funniness of a sketch hmm. is to fully commit whether yeah. the audience gets it or not, mm-hmm. you have to commit. And especially when there's when there's a, a duo, all, all the famous duos, there has to be the straight man, and there's that the one that, yeah. that, that does all the all the, the comedy, fool. the yeah. fool and, and the leader, exactly. And Noel's obviously the fool. Yeah. 
and uh, Harvey Moon is the straight man who kind of takes himself a little bit too seriously, thinks too much of himself. He thinks he thinks he's the kind of vagabond. He thinks he's the one with um, all I know the no kind boundaries. Of charm. I eat boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I see a band roll. Eat for breakfast. Um, and he, yeah, and I think Julian Barrett plays Howard Moon like to perfection. Yeah. You believe that is him. But he's actually acting that character, whereas Noel is playing himself. <laughs> there is no acting there. He's just playing himself. Yeah. With, with the same bands he likes, with the same clothes he wears, whereas Julian Barrett, he's playing a character, Harvey Moon. Um, Howie. Yeah. Howie? It's Howard. Howard, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Howard, yeah. Howard Moon. Um, and it's, it's just... It's just, I mean, it's not even great casting because they are who they are. Yeah. Um, they brought this fully formed to themselves, and these the their manager, the the zookeeper, yeah. that American guy, I can't remember what his name is, is brilliant as well because he plays kind of the classic boss of the of the organization. He's always like berating his um, his staff. Um, it's just a mad situation to be in. Yeah. This zoo situation. Um, but it's the very fact that in, in the pilot episode itself, the actual pilot, uh, they play the gorillas in the cage. Now, they're sat, yeah. in there, they're sat in there in the costumes reading books, right? And there's a couple of uh, old couple walk up to the uh, <coughs> enclosure to sort of, you know, um, have a look at what's in there. And they push that interactive button. You get quite a lot of zoos. You get like a little uh, interactive button and it maybe speaks to you or lights up a, a page that for you to read some facts about the animals you're, you're looking at. Yeah. Um, obviously, what happens is that they push the button and the lights come on and the voiceover starts and the bunk and the both of them are in there go oh hang on we're on and they put the books down and they get up and start behaving like the gorillas they should yeah, be yeah. behaving um, and there's this narration going on about how monkeys do you know apes do this that and the other and said and actually the one thing they love more than anything else is 70s prog rock and then they put some music on and they start jumping up and down yeah. and dancing to it it's like what is going on yeah, no, and the great. old couple walk off and leave them <laughs> and then they, one of them walks over to the wall and puts a button to stop the music and he's like takes his head off and he's like I'm sick of this this is nonsense yeah. and Noel's like I love it it's brilliant <laughs> and you know that Noel's telling the truth he's like yeah this is this is a great job yeah. I love it it is great but it does very much feel like it's one of their one of their sketches from, from their stage show yeah um, because it's just them two like almost facing camera just, just talking to each other um, and I think that's what makes it work. They've, tried, they've probably tried it a million times on stage. Audience react to it well, so they just do it on, on a TV show. And I think it translates really, really well. Um, I agree. And I, the only thing I would pull up on the pilot episode for me that I have an issue with, because I think the pilot episode itself might even be better than episode one. I, I think it is. Better yeah. than Killer Roo. Yeah. There's a couple of things about Killer Roo I want to bring up just briefly, because okay. it is the first episode most people will, yeah. will see. Um, but in the pilot itself, it's something I've brought up before on the podcast, so don't so, judge. There was too much canned laughter. That's right, but they got rid of that when the series came. Yes, to, which, which, is which, which, which is why I want to yeah. sort of caveat that with when you go to watch like episode one, Killer Roo, yeah. and then the rest of it onwards, there's much less of it. Yeah. Um, it's much more thoughtfully placed. Mm. And there's even moments, I would say, in Killer Roo, where I genuinely belly laughed out loud mm-hmm. whilst watching this on headphones as well. The particular line to bring, or two lines to bring to mention were um, Vince and uh, Howie are talking on the sofa about women, girls, and uh, Vince says to Howie, he goes, um, what are women like? You know, like he's trying to get him to think about what women like and how to get them interested in. And he goes, 
Trumpets. Trumpets. <laughs> and I was like, hey, yeah. this is a brilliant answer. And then he goes, no. And he goes, bookmarks? <laughs> I mean, to give him trumpets to bookmarks <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. Um, that joke is then referenced later yeah, on in the episode as well, which is brilliant. But the next line after that is um, how he's talking about Oh, we you know because he's got to fight a, ki- a kangaroo, which is where the episode title comes from, Killeroo. Um, and Vince says to Howie, he goes, "Oh, my, my, you know, my uncle owns a boxing gym. He's a boxing trainer, you know." And and he talks about how like, our history always found him into boxing. And that he goes, "Oh, my uncle once punched a man so hard his legs became trombones." Yeah, and I was in. St- I swear, I mean, it's nowhere funny when I say it, but when you watch it and you see him and say he it walks out around, loud, going, and it, he, goes, he walks out the ring going. Rrr. Yeah. And I was like, it's just, it was just like, this is my sense of humour, right there in a in a small sketch. That is my sense of humour, in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, love this. Love the creativity. Love the bonkers nature of it. Um, yet they still use, you know, semi tangible situations. Going back to the actual pilot itself, mm-hmm. the sort of Arctic expedition they have for this yeah. egg. So um, they're trying to outdo Richard Ayoade. They're trying to do something. Yeah. They're trying to bring back a magical egg, basically, from, from the tundra. Yeah, the egg of Mantumbi. Yeah. Um, they're trying to do it before... Um, Bainbridge. Bainbridge, which is paper by Richard Ayoade. And they encounter various different obstacles. One, the wind, uh, which is getting in the way. The cold. It's cold. Uh, a polar bear. Yeah, a polar bear, which uh, Nolfield in... Befriends. Um, befriends and... Becomes a little bit too close to, for my liking. <laughs> and um, But Julian Barrett, also uh, Howard Moon, uh, gets involved with these group of hooded figures. Yes. Who were the keepers of the egg of Mantumbi. Mantumbi. Um, and uh, they basically both get captured by these, by these kind of weird hooded freaks. And... Um, who call upon this demon, essentially. Black Frost. Black Frost, who we know already from an earlier scene, freezes some freezes men like in a millisecond, basically. Yeah. You can freeze the scream that comes out of your mouth. Um, so they get captured, and the Black Frost turns up. But just before that, um, Bainbridge turns up and yeah. gets in the way of Black Frost, so he gets, he gets uh, iced. And they managed to... Um... And then Noel Fielding's 3310 goes off and it plays Gary Newman yeah. tune in polyphonic <laughs> theme tune uh, and it makes the Black Frost explode. Um, and it's it's just the most bizarre combination of things, but it's just the most fantastical idea that you kind of just go, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, that's the only course. way that could have turned out. <laughs> it's the only possible way that out of this situation, of course it is. Yeah. Um, I love this. I, as I said to you before, the fly sketch that Noel Fielding does um, in one of his stand-up shows from a few years ago, I think he did it on the Michael McIntyre Roadshow oh, uh, in the UK. And I watched that for the first time and I suddenly understood Noel Fielding's brain. Okay. It was his ability to sort of do this sketch and I know you've seen it, um, where he kind of just, and for a brief second, pops out of character just to go to third, break the fourth wall and just says, I've got three hours of this and then carries on. And the impression of the fly buzzing around the room, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's the most incredible dedication to characters. And and I say when you see his show, the, the show I've got on on, um, on DVD, yeah. which you'll have to watch some of because you'll again you'll understand the commitments of the characters he plays. I've got a Mighty Boosh DVD of the of a life whole yeah, life I, show. I, I mean, it's yeah. exactly like the Mighty Boosh. It is exactly like the Mighty yeah. Boosh. It's just Noel Fielding doing it on his own without Julian. Um, it's just fantastical, and that is the only word I've got for it. Yeah. It's just creative, it's fun, it's silly, and I could watch it all day. 
I could watch it yeah. all day. It has kind of made me want to go back and watch all the series again. Um, it is fun. Originally, it is fun. It's original, real escapism. Yeah, that's what it is. Originally aired on the 18th of May 2004 on the BBC. Wow, now really? available on Netflix. Uh, 21 episodes across three series um, over three years to 2007. Yeah. Whether or not he would do any more boosh in the future, or they will do any more boosh, well, I don't know. He's doing a bake-off at the moment, isn't he? So Yep. But, you know, when when time comes between projects, there's always time to write stuff and put it together. I'd I, love to see it. In a heartbeat. If yeah. it ever goes, goes on tour, we're going. Well, what, the, what they need to do is make a... Why haven't they made a film, The Mighty Boosh movie? No. How good, how good would that yeah, be? I'll, yeah, but I I'll write, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, I'd rather it. have a series. I'd rather have a series of it. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe the time's passed. Maybe maybe our... They, they, no. They, I don't think, think it has. No, I don't think it has. People need surreal. If, if anything, more than ever in yeah. 2019, we need escapism, we need surreal, we need weird, mm. we need funny and silly. But let, enough about you. But enough, let's, enough talk, about, yeah. let's talk about... More, sorry, more about the mighty... Sorry, mighty boost, mighty boost. <laughs> um, let's give it some scores. Yeah. Let's do some scores. So we'll do Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Mm-hmm. You can go first. Episode's called Dads. Yep. Uh, reminder, it was 11th of Feb 20, uh, 2007. Yeah. They got six seasons out of it. So okay. what do you think of the pilot episode? I'm a massive Tim and Eric fan, uh, obviously. And this isn't my favourite episode that they've done. This, I think only the bowel sketch is the only one that is kind of memorable in this particular one. Um, because I know, and this is Kachina, because I know their kind of body of work. And this isn't up there for me. I'm giving this a 6.5. Uh, I love it. I really love it because I know what it stands for. It's the first thing they they did in this series. But it's not my favourite. So 6.5 for me. All right. I'm going to feel this is going to sound harsh. Okay. But it's justified by putting it against the criteria. Okay. I'm going to say five. Wow. Slow. Okay. Why? It is low. The theme tune is about the only thing that gets it some serious points. <laughs> okay. Because do I want to watch episode two? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. Do I feel anything for anyone? Not particularly. Are there any mic drops? Not particularly. No. Do I want to pause for a pee? It's not long enough. Yeah. Um, it does take him on a journey. No, I'm so lost already in 11 <laughs> minutes. I have no... Is the hype real? Don't know. Has it aged well? No. Who knows? Not partic- I don't it's, know. It could be from the 26th century. I, it could be from the 5th century. I don't know what time yeah. is from. There are so many things that we base every pilot episode against mm-hmm. that this cannot... And that's the most important thing. Cannot be compared against. Yeah. I find it impossible to give it a better score than that. That's why I only give it a 6.5. I'm not trying to be critical of the show. I loved it yeah, yeah. more than I ever expected to. And I probably will go on and watch more. But that's the thing. Will it make you want to watch immediately watch the second episode? No, it you doesn't. You don't have to, do you? No. Yeah. No. I, I now know if I want my 10 minutes of surrealism, I yeah. know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. At, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay. it's down on my list of things to watch. As long as you explain yourself and that's justified, then... Yeah. And that's why we come up with the commandments in the first place, yeah. you know, and that we have to be fair and compare every show against them, yeah. even if they don't fit the drama, action, sitcom period. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've done documentaries, animations, kid stuff, you know, grown-up stuff, old stuff, new stuff. They've all gone against the same criteria. This should be no different. Yeah, and for yeah, me, yeah. it's only going to get a five. So that's... 11.5. It's not the bottom. Okay, that's good. It's not the bottom. It's not far from it, though, unfortunately. Okay. So I'll put it in the leg table in a minute. Um, Mighty Boost, though. You go first. Well, the pilot episode was called Pilot. Okay. 
Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. The theme tune sings Mighty Boosh. Ding, ding, ding. True, yeah, yeah. Um, do I feel something? A little bit, not a lot, but I feel a little bit for, bit for Howie. For Howie. Yeah. I feel a bit like like he's... He's, he's a he's a try hard, yeah. But he's he's never really going to mount to much more than he no. currently is. But he, no, he's an interesting character. He's as well. interesting. Yeah. Um, do I want to watch episode two? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I have already watched episode. I'm not two. in a hurry. Yeah. But I would watch it for sure. Yeah. Um, does it take me on a journey to the tundra? Yeah. <laughs> I I but I feel like I'm on the journey with them too. Yeah, yeah. And I want to know if he's going to get with, you know, the uh, the other the zookeeper. Frenchie, yeah. Um. So I'm a, bit, I'm a bit invested in that sort of relationship. Is the hype real? Yes, now. I, I, after a while, it took me time, but the expectation of the show, the hype, I never really got it before, and yeah. I now do. Has it aged well? I think it has. I, I don't think there's anything in this episode that makes me feel like it's dated. However, is it still... Mm. And because it's surreal, it's a hard one to do. A bit that's like true. Tim and Eric, it's hard to age something that's just weird. One of the criticisms of my beast is that it's it's comedy for students. It's like student comedy. True. Who like just will just go out and quote stuff. Or he'll just do impressions of some of the characters in later episodes. Yeah. Um, and that kind of like that's why okay. I, it was. It took me a while to to watch this. It was only until 2010 when I watched it because I was just like, oh, it's very studenty. Yeah. Um, but then when I watched, it, I was like, this is this is great. The tundra rap. Yeah. Surely that, that is that. that yeah, surely points. that gets a point. Get points. Um. But, but yeah, one of the reasons why I didn't want to watch it is because the Mighty Boosh fans can be can be a bit annoying. Well, um, we're not reviewing them, unfortunately. No. So today they don't get in, involved in the points marking. But I'm going to say Mighty Boosh for me is a 7.5. Okay, that's good. Um, I want to give it a similar score. I'm going to give it a 7. All right. 14.5. Um, nice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um I think Mighty Boosh as a whole, really, really good. Some of the, the best British yeah. comedy that we've produced in the last 20 years, for, for definite. Um, Julian Barrett is, is absolutely brilliant, I think. I want to see him in more things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so 11.5 for Tim and Eric's. Yep. Awesome show. Great job. 14.5 for the Mighty Boosh. Mm. Neither of which make our top 50 on this occasion. Okay. But I'll slide them into the league table regardless. The league table continues to grow whether or not they make the top 50. Um, and every 10 episodes we'll post the full list of all the shows we've done. Yeah. So you get to see where they sit and amongst who they sit. So if you're thinking of a show that you're watching or an old show that you used to love and you want us to review, go through the list on pod, post pop podcasts.com yep. Apple Spotify wherever you get your podcasts from or look at the notes on iTunes for all the every 10 episodes you'll see the list of the, yeah. of the... and you'll see what it all is yep. and then let us know if there's a show not on that list that we should review Yeah, and we'll try and stick it near the top of the list right now we need to decide what we're doing next week and that is a question I don't have an answer to um, I've got an idea for mine okay go on then the very one we just mentioned well we mentioned earlier on I I really want to do Killing Eve. Um, I'm on series two. Okay, give us a quick synopsis of it. For those who don't know, that uh, is me included. Killing Eve is about um, a woman assassin versus uh, a police officer, investigator woman who works, I think, for the FBI. Right. Played by Sandra O. Oh. And a little bit like some of the shows that we've already kind of reviewed... The assassin is obsessed with this one person who works for the authorities, and vice versa. And they are actually okay. 
they fall in love with each other a little bit. So right. fine. Well, I'm based on the obsessed with one particular character and that sort of thing. We can't do Pugball again. Uh, okay, think of something else. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm out of ideas. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to do then uh, actually someone we've mentioned in the past couple of weeks on the podcast as well. Okay. Uh, in fact, we mentioned them last week uh, when we were talking about the blacklist. Okay. Um, it was the man who's supposed to play Raymond Reddington. Ah. He is in a brand new show right. called Designated Survivor. Love Designated Survivor. Kiefer Sutherland. That's a great duo, actually. Okay. Yeah. As the Designated Survivor. It's a new one on Netflix right now. I'm coming to the end of season one of that now. It's been on for a couple of years um, on Netflix. Has it really? Yeah, yeah. I watched oh, it about two years ago. Okay. Well, it only came around to my sort of... <laughs> no, they know they promote stuff, like similar uh, things right, that you right, should yeah. watch. If you've watched this, you should watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it come up recently. So I, I basically got to about 18 episodes through. Yeah. Um, so I'm nearing the end of I've season one. I watched all of season one. I want to do that then because there is plot similarities yeah. between the two shows then. So Killing Eve. Great mix. About yeah. time I got to that as well. Yeah. Against Designated Survivor. Yeah. For Take 105 next Ooh, week. It's a, it's a big but if you have got suggestions for us to watch, they don't have to be brand new shows right now on no. BBC or Netflix. They can be American shows. Uh, we'll do anime. We've done them. Yeah. Give us some older stuff. I want to do some stuff from, like, from the 60s, 70s, yep. shows that we may not have heard of. Yeah. And there's going to be big ones we've completely missed already. Yeah. Some deliberately, some because we haven't even thought of them. So yeah. your suggestions are very welcome. Mm-hmm. Tweet us. That is the best way to do so. Jed, where are you? Find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Must be quicker this week. Yeah. Speedy one. Got my toes. Keep and on my toes. I'm at the Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E Jellyman. With hand movements and everything, <laughs> which you don't enjoy because it's a podcast. Can't see it. um, thank you very much for listening this week. Take 104 is in the bag, and Take 105 next week has some big ones to go. Woo. So we'll see you there. That just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. Once that plane's gone over, I'll yeah, let's, see. Let's you. wait, let's wait. I wonder where it's going. Airport? <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, given that it's going away, I would, and the airport is only like a mile away from where we are. Yeah, but it's going to another airport, isn't it? Good point, actually. Yeah. So anytime you see you a plane, it's that's going a, to the airport. That's a great answer for any time <laughs> someone says, I wonder where that's going. An airport. Cool. Right, fine. See you later, plane. In a while, crocodile. <laughs>